It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the Lobos, and much more. Now, now, here's Mike Adams 2.0. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And the guest list just continues to grow. I'll tell you what, I was excited when I had the great American storyteller, Ken Burns, one of the greatest interviews I've probably ever done, Micah. It was, a, it was a fabulous interview, and we're lining up guests left and right. Today's guest I'm excited about because he's a sports guru. He commissions greatness to all. Gregory Carrito, welcome to the show, sir. You're, you're with Mike Adams 2.0. Mr. Mike, did you call me a guru? I don't know if I'm a guru. We'll fi- we're going to find out if you're a guru. <laughs> a graduate of UC Irvine from California. And I'm, when I think of UC Irvine, there's, there's a few things that come up. John Lovitz from SNL. The, maybe the greatest diver of all time, Greg Luganis. But UC Irvine is where it all started for you. It all started at UC Irvine in the, in the mid-90s. And, you know, it went through the time when... You know, at that age, we're all trying to figure out what we're going to do with our lives. We're trying to figure out who we are as people, as citizens of this planet. And, you know, I think we all look back at college as, at a time when, you know, we kind of start to define ourselves. And that certainly was the case for me, you know. And by the way, I did know John Lovitz went to UC Irvine. He did. That's, um, fun fact, I'm going to note that down from, for a... Uh, Trivia next time. For all you ant- hey, for all anteaters who are listening right now, shout out John Lovitz, who's funnier than all get out. Um, but for all the anteaters of UC Irvine, yes, he did go to school there. Now, Amen, brother. Hey, absolutely. So you love sports. You have a great uh, blog that I was uh, interested in. And, and I like the fact that you go across many different sports. Like, I'm excited about Formula One next month in Las Vegas, but a lot of people didn't know there was Formula One in Las Vegas in the early 80s. Mm-hmm, absolutely, you know. You know, here's the thing with my approach to sports. Um, you know, I'm here at work, and actually, you know, you know, work at a hospitality company, and, you know, even during the pandemic, you know, I, was, I started being the commissioner of sports here at this company, Internally, you know, back in 17 or 18, I inherited this position. And a lot of the people in the company is like, eh, Greg, I don't, I don't do stats. I don't do sports. Well, you know, neither do I. You know, I'm an everyday person, and I, I, I like sports, and I like the human element of sports. So my avenue into sports was, you know, using the lens of the human element in sports, you know things that people really latch onto in life, like how much, you know, like my recent article about a $2.2 billion replacement for Nissan, you know, that, how does that happen in 2023? F1 in Vegas, you know, as you perfectly mentioned, like people don't understand that it's happening. And it happened in the 80s. They tried it in the 80s, fell flat on its face. They're going to try again. And, of course, with everything sports, they're going to throw money at it and huge amounts of disruption. And I like to tell the untold story about how F1 is putting on you know, a signature race on the Las Vegas Strip, you know, in what, a week's time, in 10 days' time? It's an amazing story. I dive into it. It's not a long read. It's a fun read, and I like to try to inform my readers. That's what I like to do. 
Gregory Carrillo is my guest. Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Something that stood out to me that you just said is you said you inherited being the sports commissioner. Who bestowed it upon you? So when someone <laughs> inherits, someone must bestow because you're the commissioner of sports at your corporation. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, pretty funny story. And like and back in 2015, which by the way, you know, you know, I mean, our pre-interview earlier this week is, you know, I love music. I love everything 2015. And I thought about it. It's like, why do I like music in 2015? That's when I made this huge career pivot at my company, right? I went from IT to finance, didn't know a thing about finance. And they took a chance on me. I took a chance on them. And it's been success ever since. So I got, I get here and, um, a lady that I work with, she was running, you know, all of the, leagues here and she was getting a new job she did everything on paper it was an excel spreadsheet you know she was doing all this kinds of stuff and she said greg i'm leaving i don't want to do this um do you know anyone that who would you know i said um well i like to write i'll do it at that point she, you know she, it was a busy job she was just basically doing the stats every week who's first who's last who's you know the leaderboard kind of thing i took it over and I expanded upon it. And it's, you know, at the time there were maybe about 15, 20 people in the league. I've grown it to today where my read, you know, the people on my Rolodex is up to 400 people in the company, the large, you know, hospitality company. And as time went on, I decided, you know, let me just, rather than just doing a copy paste to CBS sports leaderboard, let me just add some content. You know, let me start by wrapping up the week that was in the NFL. And then I iterated upon that. Let me dive into something that's current event in the NFL. And I expanded upon that. What's happening in the world of sports, any world of sports, you know? Um, I try to look at myself as a version of, you know, ESPN's, you know, 30 and 30, and 30 or wow. HBO's Real Sports. I love it. That's me on the paper, you know? So that's, people seem to love it. And, I'd love to do it. So why not? Gregory Cardito is our guest. Mike Adams 2.0. So you read five newspapers a day. And, you know, just off the top of my head, in 2015, since you brought up music, Bruno Mars was uptown funk all over the place. (laughs) Uptown uptown funk in 2015 (laughs) had to be the number one song. I mean, it might have been. But listen, here's the other thing that's happening in 2015. I discovered reggaeton. So that's, you know... Before Bad Bunny was Bad Bunny, you know, back, you know, back when yeah. Shakira was still doing, you know. Well, Daddy you know, Yankee. Maluma, of, yeah. Oh, my God, Ozuna. Forget about it. That's, what, you, know, you know, Justin Bieber. You had, you know, the Chainsmokers. You know, I think, as we all know, music is a soundtrack to our lives, and it takes you back to a moment, to the relationships you've had, the, you know, the experience you've had, the heartbreak maybe, the happiness. And I think that's the beauty of music. That's why music is so timeless, you know. Absolutely. Well, when you when you talk about music, you talk about Mozart and Beethoven, and what were they doing, right? What was Mozart and Beethoven doing? Well, they were giving us a different sound, and then Mm. as 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 we move Mm. forward, right? And the Buddy Mm -hmm. Guys gave us a different sound, and then the musical genius of Prince gave us a different sound. The sounds of music, right? They made a movie called The Sound of Music, and for you, and if you love music. It's not the genre or the type. It's what gets you, right? It is the moment. Amen. It is the moment. It, it's what resonates. And listen, all music is art, right? 
it's art. It's human beings expressing an artistic skill. We can all relate to that, whether it's through music, whether it's through a painting, whether it's through, you know, the spoken word, whether it's through the written word. It's all art. It's communication. It's emoting, you know. And at a fundamental level, all of us on this planet can, can relate to that. And I'd like to think that I kind of contribute a little tiny piece of that in my company, you know, to, the, to all of my readers and hopefully all of your listeners, too, out there. It's a, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity that I get to serve, you know, you know the world at large. Yeah, it's a blessing. for sure. It is. For sure. You have a spirit to serve, my friend. Now, let me ask you this question. You read five newspapers a day. Let me know what five they are. Oh, well, you got, you know, let me tell you this. You know, I'm of an age where I, it actually, I started with an actual paper, right? Now it's just, who, 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 nobody wants piles of paper at the end of the day. So, you know, start with the journal, Wall Street Journal, of course, USA Today, uh, Washington Post, um, they say New York Times already, LA Times. Because I grew up in LA, you know, we're both LA kids. For sure. Um, um, I looked, you know, as a cut even in, gosh, I think it was junior high school, I read the paper from front to back every day. So every Sunday morning, you know, the first thing I'd do, I'd wake up, 8 o'clock in the morning, go out, grab the paper, and I'd be there for three hours, front to back. And that's where I learned, honestly, that's where I learned to write. Because you can't write without reading and learning how other authors um, construct sentences, thoughts, articles. You learn from that. So I, I've, I dedicate my skills that I hone today to all of the newspapers I read as a kid, and I continue to write, continue to read, rather. Greg, um, Gregory Corrito's our guest, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team, Mike Adams 2.0. Now, Gregory, let's stay in L.A. because you brought it up. You and, got it. And, and here's what – I'm just going to tell you how it is was how it was for me in L.A. This is, hmm. this is how it was for me. The Dodgers were one. The Lakers were yeah. two. SC football, three. UCLA basketball, four. L.A. Rams, for me, this is me, five. When the L.A. Raiders were there, they jumped to one, tied with the Dodgers, but they're not there any longer. Then the Chargers now, and then roller derby, the L.A. Thunderbirds. Then I have the Clippers. So I don't know if you root for the Clippers or not, Gregory, but I just gave you the entire L.A. fan base, and I got the Clippers at 11. Excuse me, Clippers behind roller derby? In what world does that exist? Sure. Is that acceptable? And and I didn't even mention professional wrestling. I didn't even mention professional wrestling in the old LA forum. And 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 I would put that up there. Shout out Mil Mascaras' crew <laughs> that I used to watch all the time. And 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 here's the thing. He entertained us. But I got the Clippers eleven or twelve. Angels what, don't what even get a mention. What did the Clippers ever do to you? What did, did they Angel, hurt you? Angels Micah just brought up Angels. Angels, and then the Clippers. So you know what, Micah? Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> you went to Orange County. All right, all right. I, I, I see what you're putting down. I see. And, and plus, how can, how can L.A. claim the Clippers when they're from San Diego? How can you claim the Chargers when they're from San Diego? I guess you can. We claimed the Raiders when they came over from Oakland. This is, this is a tough business to root for teams that come from other I cities. You, Didn't the Dodgers begin on the East Coast? Brooklyn. Didn't the Giants begin on the East Coast? I mean, everybody comes from somewhere, right? The I, Lakers yes. come from Minnesota. The Lakers did come from the Great Lakes. Is there anywhere, any team that started in L.A. that represents L.A.? That's a great uh, question. That's, besides the Sparks. 
I know. I mean, that, I think that's the beauty of L.A., right? Everyone arrived there. I mean, that's why you and me both, born and raised. I'm proud of that. I know you're proud of that. Well, well I'm, born, I'm born L.A., raised Albuquerque. So, uh, so Albuquerque. Shout yeah. out Albuquerque, New Mexico. Amen. <laughs> and break, and you spent the time, the Mike. You put in some groundwork there in L.A. Well, here's the thing. Mm. You, know, you know, when you talk about Albuquerque, I'm going to give you some more fun facts. Gregory, okay. you with me? I like you. I'm with you. I'm okay, with you. Jeff Bezos from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Do you want I'm me to repeat you. that? Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos from Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> the Maloofs that own the Sacramento Kings, the Houston Rockets yep. at one time, from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Is that impressive? It's, listen, the, impre- the Maloofs also owned a casino in Vegas at a certain point that, in time. That's Didn't, correct. In the Palms, I the, think, right? Absolutely. Brian Erlacher from New Mexico, Hall of Fame linebacker. But I heard that Gregory likes the Clippers, and we never got to why he likes the Clippers. But that's we a, just went over the Clippers. He, that's how unimportant the Clippers are. Listen, number, I'm always for the number 11 or number 12 or 13 in your book behind Roller Derby and Orange County and all the rest. <laughs> I'll tell you why I like the Clippers. Tell me. I'll tell you, I'm not a big ba- basketball fan, but here's what I'm a fan of. I'm always a fan of the underdog. The Clippers will forever be the underdog to the Lakers, forever. But some, some years they're better than the Lakers. Most years not. I'm always a fan of the underdog in life in general. That's why I like the Clippers, <laughs> you know? No, I, like I couldn't it. name, you know, I couldn't name 10 people on the team, but I like the idea of the Clippers. Two teams in one market, you know. I mean, like New York, I mean, uh, it's hard to root for the Mets. It's really hard to root for the Mets. It's tough. I'll do it though. <laughs> well, you, you have they get, to. They won't ever get anywhere. When you talk about underdogs, you have to root for the Mets. You'd have to. The Mets were underdogs. Yeah. Joe Namath called the Super Bowl for the Jets. He was an underdog in that game. Yeah, I know. Right? So you have to root. It was underdog one of your favorite cartoons? <laughs> Wait, that was a cartoon. It was. Are we having the uh, underdog vibes for the Arizona Diamondbacks? Because they're a big underdog oh my God. against that $200 million dollar payroll. <laughs> I'm very happy with this World Series, by the way. Very happy. Are you? My three teams yeah. didn't make it. The Atlanta Braves, the L.A. Dodgers, and the Houston Astros. I had three I teams going in, and I have zero plan for the ring. I know. What's wrong with the Dodgers? Why can't they do anything in the postseason? That's one of the big mysteries in life, I think, huh? Well, it's not only a mystery, right? It's a, mm. it's a mystery novel because this continues to happen. <laughs> I know. It's not just a chapter. It's not a chapter. It continues. Um, but... I'll wear my Dodger hat and my Chucks every day of the week when I'm in L.A. because the Dodgers reign supreme when it comes to Los Angeles sports. They do. We both bleed Dodger blue. I get it. I get it. You know, I, I get it. I mean, Angels, it's tough. I mean, it's, still, it's technically Orange County. It's not really L.A., even though they call themselves what, the L.A. Angels. Which is, that's just wording. That's your or in Orange County. Get out of here. You're Anaheim. You know, you're next to Disneyland. Well, when you have Otani, when you have Otani and Trout, you have to have an expectation. When you have uh, when you have Kawhi, uh, when you have Kawhi and Paul George and Russell Westbrook, you have to have an expectation. You have to have an expectation. That's when, right. When you have Justin Herbert, uh, you have to have an uh, expectation for the Chargers. So, like the, the the San Diego teams that never had expectation and moved to LA, all of a sudden have expectation. I know. I know. Look at the Padres. Well, Padres have expectations, do they not? Well, they, uh, had, they, had, they, had, they had a, they had a, not a good year, but you well, know. yeah. But but when you have Juan Soto and Tatis Jr. and Machado, there has to be an expectation. 
They're, oh, 100% has got, well, it, it comes along with what they're being paid, right? All right, you're being paid, you better produce something on the field. Or you have the expectation of the greatness, like the longevity that we saw with Bill Belichick leading me back to your blog, a place that I saw fully articulated the journey of the patriarch of the Patriots. Oh, my God, that, that was a... I didn't, honestly, I, I did not expect to find his story like that. I didn't know. When I first started researching that story, I didn't know that he had beef with Bill Parcells. Had no idea. And how that developed and how to this day it's a very, very frosty relationship, even though they worked together very closely in the, in the you know, in the beginning years. It's fascinating, you know. I mean, that, that's, again, that's what leads me to what I write about on my blog. You know, I read these, I read five papers a day. I read all the sports sections and, you know, I don't get a deep dive into the stats. You know, stats are stats. I read into the, you know, you, you, everyone knows that Bill Belichick and the Pats having a ugh, really very ugly season. You know, some wins here, but generally an ugly season. And now it's, it's, People are questioning whether he has a job next year or, you know, what Robert Kraft's um, ability to keep him on, you know, what that looks like. And so I said, all right, that's an interesting story. Well, let me, let me see what, what is Bill Pelichick's story. What has gotten him here? And so you, you research his story and, and his journey, and it, it's a fascinating one. And it involves Bill Parcells and how they got along well for years and years, and then they didn't. It's an explosive story. It's a fun story. And they got together to talk about the time of the Giants, and then they parted ways and never said a word since. I thought, it, just, was, um, I thought it was a well-done story. Gregory Carrito is my guest. He, he does blogs. He's a sports commissioner. He does so many things, Micah, for the good of sports. Now, Gregory, I have to ask you this question, right? The power of the mm. brand. So you're mm. creating this brand through your blog, right? How can everybody read your blog? Listen, it's very easy. If you have a phone or a computer or a tablet or some type of mobile device, you go on the Internet. It's theclipboard.medium.com. So theclipboard.medium.com. I like to update twice a week during the regular season, the NFL season. Then, of course, when Super Bowl comes around, you'll get Super Bowl-themed stories, um, maybe something for the playoffs. And then, of course, that leads right into March Madness. Then we go into the, you know the big dance and stories around that kind of thing. And then of course we have the Olympics coming up next summer. So honestly, you guys, I have a very full slate of stories ahead of me and it's, I don't know where I find the time, but I find the time because it's what I love to do. It's, it's your passion. Now it's my passion. Let's, yes. let's switch gears. You, you did a story on Carlos Alcazar and I'm a huge tennis fan and Novak Jokovic is the greatest to ever touch a racket. Now, we could argue some names, right? Maybe Pete Sampras, maybe Bjorn Borg, maybe Yvonne Lendl. Uh, Gordon, sure. Gordon even Nisevich's serves were at 140 miles an hour, and that was back in the late 80s and 90s. But Carlos mm-hmm. Alcazar is the future of tennis. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's you know what? I think him along with, you know, like t- several others in his generation, I think we needed it because – we, when have we had, you know, this kind of, I don't know, upstart talent that is just so in your face now? It's wonderful to see. It really is, you know? 
Well, and here's the other thing. It brings mm. more attention to the game of tennis. See, uh-huh. pickleball, pickleball right now is the fastest growing sport, right? Which when, I don't know why, by the way. I, I have thoughts on it, but go ahead. <laughs> well, well, here's my thoughts on pickleball, right? There was a guy, his dog was named Pickle. They came up with this game, and it's called pickleball. <laughs> that's, that's actually a fact, and you can look that up. I had the I'm, writing that, I'm writing that down again next to Jeff Bezos. And, and not just that, the 18th player in the world sat in this studio, Cameron Blackwood, shout out to you, Wow. And 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 just gave me knowledge of pickleball. Now here's what's happened. If you go to a tennis court, all the pickleball players are there. If you go to a pickleball court, you can't play tennis. So yeah. it tells you the amount of growth of the game of pickleball. And and I think it's good because it gets all ages moving. True. All, all ages are moving. So I think it's a powerful movement and not just that. I want you to think about something else. It drives people outdoors. More people need to see outdoors. More people need to do activity outdoors. Outdoors is good. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you an anecdote here, right, with this pickleball thing. So, when, you know, at my company, of course, we run hotels. Um, one of our resorts in, the, I think in Phoenix, or it might have been somewhere in the area. We're in our resorts there. Huge, you know, huge tennis complex. And the general manager was like, well, nobody's using them. They, you know, make their rounds. Nobody's using them. So they come up with the idea. They come up with, with the, um, the director of operations. We should convert them to pickleball courts. The whole slew of tennis courts, they're moving them to pickleball courts. You know what happened when they did that? Tell me. All of a sudden, tournaments are booking the hotel. So they have people coming in. They're sold out. All of the... Um, venues at the hotel are swamped with people, you know, so it's actually, we're making all the money off of this pickleball because people, you're right, people are drawn to it, they come outdoors, and they come to see pickleball now. It's just, it's here. It's here. Know? And it's it's the it's next here. big thing. It's the next have big you, thing. Have you, have you played it? I haven't. I play tennis, it, but I haven't played it. I haven't played pickleball. It, I mean, it's like giant ping pong, yes? I've never played it myself. Uh, you know, and here's the thing. It's good. It's good that there's new sports. It's good. It's How have you not and, played pickleball yet? Mike, you are the biggest proponent of pickleball <laughs> that I know. We have talked to a pickleball legend before, and he has not got you on the court? Well, that was the Racquetball Hall of Famer, and that was Gary Mazaroff. And he he's... he, he Racquetball... What happened to racquetball, Gregory? What happened to racquetball? Mm, what happened? I don't know. It, I, is that a weird sport? I mean, you have to go inside, and there's that the whole big wall, and the acrylic wall, and it's, I think it's too fast, and people get intimidated by that, right? Pickleball slower. You, anyone can do it any age, you know, any shape. I think mean, racquetball, you have to be kind of, I don't know, very quick on your feet, right? I'll tell you this. When I come to Albuquerque, let's play pickleball. What do you think? I'll tell you what. Gregory Corrido is my guest. ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Yes, I'll, I'll take you up on that offer, and not yeah. only that, uh, have you been to Albuquerque? I have not. I've been to Albuquerque through Breaking Bad. Is that wrong? Well, I mean, if 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 you want to see it through the lens of a storyteller, right? Um, mm-hmm. The show did was critically acclaimed, won tons of awards. But we have other things like balloon fiestas. Wait, what is that? It is the world's 
biggest balloon fiesta, hot air balloons. They oh, come from okay. all over the world. To th- this to us is like Mardi Gras to New Orleans. It Love is it. like it. the ball dropping in New York on New Year's Eve is what balloon fiesta is to Okay, us. I'm coming for balloon fiesta. We're going to play pickleball. Go ahead. What else do we, can we do in Albuquerque? That, well, you have to have the food, the cuisine is the best of the best. You have to have red chili and green chili. And I I tell you what, this state is a beautiful state. If you've never been here. Never. I need to come. You have to. And it's one of those states, right, that when you're planning your vacation, like a guy like you, Gregory, you may be going Mm. to Bali. You may be going this year to Cancun. You may be going to Greece or Italy. But New Mexico has a lot to offer. And I mean that. I love this state. You know what? Listen, spring break. What are you doing in spring? We're going to play pickleball. We're going to go to Balloon Fiesta. We're going to well, have we can't go to Balloon Fiesta in the spring. That's that's in October. But but we'll find oh. stuff to do. We're going to find stuff to do. You know. Listen, I like that. Let's switch gears, Gregory. Hospitality is your game. And how'd you get into it? And, and, and tell me the roles you played in the hospitality business. Oh, my goodness. Well, I kind of fell into this. It's funny. It all started with fleas, believe it or not. Um, so in college, you know, we got a dog. We got a Rottweiler. Um, and we lived off camp in an off-campus apartment. You know, four guys, like, we're going to college. Naturally, we need a dog, right? We've got class. Everyone's got a job. Let's get a dog. Smart thing to do. Beautiful dog, though. We got a beautiful Rottweiler. Um, so we got him. He, you know, we walked in. We loved walking him. But, you know, we had a flea infestation at the house. It wasn't good. Um, so I remember there was a, it was so bad that when you walked in, it was the day before, before hardwood floors in these apartments, you know, you couldn't walk on the carpet. It was very embarrassing. You couldn't walk on the carpet without getting bit. So we strategically placed chairs. It's horrible. It's embarrassing to when I'm just saying it now. You have to walk on chairs to get to the bedroom where the fleas were kind of less over there. It was not good. So, you know, one day my dad and my sister came down and, uh, we were going to go to dinner. And so I was going to meet him outdoors. I was ashamed to have him see the inside of the apartment. So I came out, all right, ready to go? No, 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 I got to use the bathroom, he says. Like, uh, you don't want to use the bathroom. He's like, no, no, I need to go. Like, ugh, you know. So he goes inside, and I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? He was furious when he came out. So I go, what are you living in this pigsty for? Get this crap cleaned. So we had, so we had to leave. Um, we told the apartment they had to, we had to get everything fumigated, and we, had, we were homeless for a weekend. So we decided to stay at a hotel up the street. Um, and it was cheap and, you know, I knew one of the guys who worked at the front, I was like, oh my gosh, and he's studying. So we're checking in, he's studying. So dude, they let you study while you can check people. I was like, yeah, it's very chill here. So I was looking for a job. I applied, you know, when we checked out, I got a call the next day and, um, they were looking, I got hired as front desk. Loved, loved it, loved it, loved it. I love talking to people, meeting people. I was there for 13 months. I was going to graduate. They didn't want me to leave because of my personality. This company hired me. I had to move back east to Washington where they trained me to do IT. So I'm Linux certified, Red Hat certified, Cisco, Windows, you name it. 
Um, and then, you know, recession comes, they start outsourcing, I'm looking for a new job, and that's when they come to finance, you know, back in 2015, right? Um, and I've been in finance ever since, and now I, you know, help support our global brands and marketing, I've made pit stops in U.S. Canada, um, all of it, you know, I love it, because we're in the hospitality industry, we're connecting people, and helping people, you know, just enjoy life, enjoy experiences with with one another. No, and ab- that's, absolutely. Love it. And what a journey. What a journey. And yeah. you, work, you work for the greatest brand in the world, uh, for sure, the greatest brand in the world. When I travel, that's where I stay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your business. Thank you for employing me. So, I, I, know, I you know, I do all that. I work on the, the, my side hustle. I, I'm also work, I also work at Starbucks on the weekends. And on top of that, I write to my audience. So, my I, week is a busy one. I, well, I got to tell you, I, last time I was in Maryland, uh, I went to a Starbucks in Gaithersburg, Maryland, in a nice area. And, I mean, I was just sitting outside, right? Because I mm-hmm. like to sit outside. Do you see the theme here? The outdoors are good. I hear it. So I'm I sitting outside it. in Gaithersburg, Maryland, right? And I'm thinking to myself, man, I enjoy this. I enjoy Maryland. Maryland's mm-hmm. a good state, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because at some point, I want to get back home to California. I do. Do you? But the longer I stay here, the more roots I grow. You know, we'll see. You know, we live on all. We will live on God's good graces, and we'll see where life takes any of us. Really, right? But I love it here. I'm enjoying life as we have to every day, one day at a time. You know, we're blessed. We are blessed with all that's around us, and that's why my philosophy is space for grace. You know, there's no. I don't like negativity in this world. You just, you know, be. You know, be cognizant of the, of the blessings you have in life, your health, your family, your loved ones, your relationships in this world. If you have that, the breath in your lungs, you can do anything. Gregory, well said. And let me tell you something. One of my biggest things is I only want to be around positive people. That's it. 100%. That's it, Gregory. And I feel the positivity. Michael Franco has a be. question. Hold on. Go ahead, Micah. Beautiful Sunday in Maryland. The birds are chirping. It's nice out. Is it the Commanders game or is it the Ravens game? Where are you going on the beautiful Sunday? Uh, can I tell you something? To neither. <laughs> it's honestly God truth. I actually work at Starbucks on Sunday Sunday afternoons. I can't. So I, you know, so it's funny. So I have I you know I do a recap as part of my weekly um, blog post at the Medium. You know the clipboard.me.com. I don't get to watch any games. I and I get out in time for Sunday night football, but all the other games I have to read up on. So I read about every game, <laughs> but who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down, who's bad, who's good. Um, so, if I, but if I had a choice, I'd probably go to Baltimore. You That's know, Mike, they're, they're a much more credible team. Micah's favorite team, the Baltimore Ravens. Now you work for two of the strongest brands in the world. Mm. That has to make you feel good, right? That tells me. Yeah. That tells me. Yeah. That tells me, Gregory, that excellence is what you're striving for. You have to, and shouldn't that be something we all, attend, you know, strive for in anything we do in life? That's all we can. It's all we can do. I mean, I think that both of these companies they value, you know, they they have the same values in treating people right. You know, I mean, I know Starbucks has been through a lot 
of news lately, but from my vantage point, they're doing the right, they're trying to do the right thing. Nobody's perfect in life. And the thing is, we get better. We get better together. And, you know, I, I was, you know, I read the headlines and, you know, I had opinions, but listen, we all get better. We learn from our mistakes, you know, and they've done a lot to, for at the partner level to make things right. And I appreciate that, you know, that's all, all we can ask of anybody, anybody, you know, anything, any company. Just listen, listen to the concerns and try to make, try to address them, right? Starbucks is a strong brand. Marriott is a strong brand. And you said the right answer when saying Lamar Jackson, because right now he's playing like a strong brand. (laughs) They bounce back. They they need to, you know, it's just, they're in a, it's just, I don't know, Baltimore. I mean, he had a, he did an interesting summer, didn't he? You know, with, with his contract and coming down to the wire and, he was his, what was he his own agent? His own he, agent. His own negotiation. Highest paid. <laughs> I love it. Highest paid QB at the time. Gregory, Carrito, I want to thank you for today's interview. I'm going to continue reading your blogs, continue your passion, continue your knowledge of sports. And next time I'm in Maryland, which I plan on being shortly, uh, mm-hmm. make sure we go grab a cup of coffee. But most importantly, don't lose who you are. Amen. Amen. I appreciate the opportunity and the time to speak with you guys. I love it. You know, any time to talk about, you know, the world of sports and how it, you know, it connects to all of us. It's a, it's a beautiful opportunity, and I, I thank you. And, and, uh, and real hope quick, to chat with you soon. Real quick, going back to your mm. flea story. The only flea yep. I want to be around plays with the red hot chili peppers. There you go. Okay, oh that, my God, we saw, we saw we saw him last fall at, at um, Nat Stadium. What a beautiful show! Oh, great. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll tell you what, they're, they're still rocking. And they're a California band. Don't forget that. You cannot forget that, you know, like, um, you know, one last thing, um, please. A favorite song of mine is, um, a simple kind of life. Yes. Um, no doubt. You know, you, you play that and it's just all smiles, you know, hey, and <laughs> you know, it's a weird subject matter that you're talking about, but you know, just, uh, takes you back in times like music should. It's art, right? Well, and, spoken word, a hey, voice, whatever. And staying in California, Jane's addiction, Perry Farrell slash oh from God, guns Jane's and addiction. roses. I can go on and on. Talking about a a ton of things, Gregory, but best of luck to you. Say hi to everybody. We appreciate you, sir. Amen, brother. We'll see you soon. Take care. Gregory Carrito. Right there, Micah. That's what it's about. Here's a guy who does a blog, phenomenal writer, phenomenal writer, and he works for two great brands, and he just loves life. That's the kind of people that I want to be around, Micah. No time at all. Not just one big job, finance side for a major corporate brand, second side hustle, managing a operation for a major brand, and then still takes on not just his own blog, but being the sports commissioner for one of those major brands. Don't know where the man finds the time, but it's through passion that he makes it happen. I want to shout out everybody out there in Maryland. Want to shout out Micah Frankel? Tell them where they can find you, sir. The website is always cagedminds.com, where we're talking about combat sports. Go over there and you can find MMA After Hours, Pro Wrestling After Hours on YouTube. It's Caged Minds MMA Show to check out all the interviews that I'm producing. And Gabriel Padilla, who's been coming a long way, is doing also 
on IG when you're there checking out Mike Adams 2.0. Link in the bio to check out the merchandise. Mike smiling as I'm rocking my lid today. Still got the classic old school on IG. You can also find Kaylee and Micah. It's where we go live each Tuesday with a fighter to talk about their journey in the combat sports world. And Mike, before we go, need to ask you, is this not the wildest World Series that you can remember as the first game is going to happen after we're done recording here. This is the most improbable matchup I could think of. My God, I never guessed it. Not in a thousand years, not in 2,000 years. And for those of you keeping score, not in 3,000 years. But best of luck to the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks as they will be playing for the World Series championship ring. This is incredible. Is there a right way to do a rebuild? No, you can do it any way you want. You can throw $200 million at the problem like the Texas Rangers or Marte and Carroll and a whole bunch of young starters can make a difference like the Diamondbacks. You have seen a resurgence in baseball this year that I cannot remember. Two years ago, each one of these teams hanging 100 losses. Neither one will hang 100 wins this year, but one will be holding a World Series trophy. Yeah, and the Rangers-Astros games were incredible, Micah. That was my favorite favorite series of them all. Shout out to Dusty Baker, an incredible career. My youth, known him as the Giants manager, but thinking about his playing days before, the inventor of what is the high five, and now two World Series rings. One as a player, one as a manager. What an illustrious career. And I grew up watching Dusty Baker, the L.A. Dodger. The L.A. Dodgers. See, we bring it all back around to you, Mike, to L.A., and heck, It was a big week for L.A. Basketball is back. LeBron James powered the Lakers to the win over the Suns. How excited for you are you for this season? I think it's going to be solid, Micah. I think LeBron looks great. I think Dame Lillard looked incredible. And for the Lakers to beat the Suns this early gives you an idea if the Lakers stay healthy. We will be in the playoffs. It's the Nuggets to lose, though. It's the Nuggets to lose in 24. You say it's the Nuggets to lose. I don't want to beat you down. It was a good win. But with Booker and Beal on the bench, you can't get too hyped about that one. I didn't see 39 coming from KD. I didn't see 35 minutes coming from LeBron. I didn't see Przingis dropping down 30 points. That's the big surprise to me. It's going to be a fun season, even though I think we can feel like there's a top six you could separate in this league. Yeah, for sure. And congratulations to the Denver Nuggets when they received their rings. They played the Lakers that night, and I'll tell you what, Mike, it's theirs to lose. I want to thank Sal behind the glass. Sal, always a pleasure. Joe O'Neill, the president. For Alyssa Ryan, Preston John Michael, my name's Mike Adams on Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.